For SLAS Technology Podcast, I'm David Pector. We have a very interesting review article that we'll be discussing today, Emerging Microtechnologies and Automated Systems for Rapid Bacterial Identification and Antibiotic Susceptibility Testing. And we have one of the authors, Professor Wei-Yan Zhao, who's an associate professor in the Pharmaceutical Sciences Department at UC Irvine, here with us to discuss it. Welcome. Hi. So let's get into it because there's a lot of meat in this review article and I don't think we can, we won't have to get into all that because I think that's really for the readers, but what we can do is kind of understand, you know, how this would appeal to them. So my first thought is just if you can start by giving us an overview of the review and how it will appeal to different readers. The story here, I think, that really gets me excited is about this challenge of antibiotic resistance, you know, which I think, you know, really one of the major threats to mankind in the modern world. The challenge here we're talking about is some of the antibiotics we've developed in the past are no longer working for the, uh, for, for the bacteria. You know, that's what we call superbugs because they evolve and, you know, they get one of those antibiotics. The challenge here really is because the current, the clinical practice of detecting those bugs uh, in the hospital is still the traditional cell culture based, you know, which really take a long time. So what that means, the doctors have to treat the patients by a guess through this empirical treatment. The problem with that is, you know, up to 50% of the time, they got it wrong, okay? So when that happens, there's more patients die, and also especially, so that's encouraged further antibiotic resistance, you know. So, yeah, so, you know, I think the, so one of the priorities in this particular field is that people are trying to develop or utilize a very rapid test, you know, that allow uh, doctors to identify the infections and what kind of infections and what kind of antibiotic they should give to this person at a very early stage. Therefore, you know, through this precision medicine, this guided treatment so we can really improve the clinical outcome and also reduce antibiotic resistance. So okay. um, just, yeah, you know, just because of, you know, this really, I think one of the major current threats in the medical community is of very broad interest to many people, I think, not just to researchers, to industry, you know, to companies, but also to just the public, you know, people are very interested in this topic. You know, this paper, I think, you know, this review we put together really try to highlight some of the most emerging tests, you know, that's become available to kind of help to solve this problem uh, we should talk about. So it sounds like, on the one hand, the current practice is straightforward, but the alternatives are wide-ranging ways to go to bridge from that incredible variety to clinical practice. What do you see are some of the challenges that these different innovative technologies face as they really in their quest to being adopted by clinical practice? Yes. Dave, as you point out, this is a very complex field. And, you know, this talent has been there for many decades. There are many people trying to solve this problem. But we think about the talent we're trying to tackle here. Basically, we're trying to detect just a couple 
bacteria in the bloodstream. You know, that's what we deal with, you know, in sepsis. It's really kind of a needle in a haystack, you know, sort of a situation. The challenge there is not only about the sensitivity, but also the specificity, right? So how can you identify those pathogens in a very specific manner, right? And then we talk about every time, that's very critical as well. Just because, you know, those pathogens are at a very low abundance. So typically we have the culture in reach of them, which take a long time, right? And also one of the challenges is the robustness, right? It's, you know, when you do it, you know, when I do it, it has to be consistent, like reproducible. But just because some of the conventional technologies, they require sample processing, you know, they try to amplify and enrich those bacteria. And these sample processing steps, you know, contribute to a lot of variabilities of the SE robustness as well. So that's kind of the overarching challenge. Um, but then, you know, when you look at the emerging technologies, you can kind of categorize them into two classes. One is phenotypic, you know, literally by monitoring how bacteria proliferation or growth or their metabolism or their morphology in response to particular antibiotics. Some of the new technologies trying to monitor that by, for example, encapsulate them into very small volumes. So you can accelerate the cell growth and you know, also the, the reaction as well. So you can be uh, a lot more rapid in that sense. The other category of the technology is this molecular testing, you know, really by detecting the nucleic acid markers or enzyme markers that are indicative to pathogens or antibiotic resistance. We talk about PCR assays and also more recent sequencing technologies. So just because of the, you know, the challenge here is very complex, you know, we typically have to deal with each technology case by case. But typically, phenotypic assay just because we have to wait the bacteria to grow, it typically take a longer time, right? You know, we're talking about okay. overnight, that sort of thing. But also for molecular assay, because we kind of rely on a molecular signature for whether this bug is resistant to a particular antibiotics. So it's not always reliable. Sometimes bacteria, they, you know, they have that gene or they have that enzyme, that doesn't mean um, they are resistant to antibiotics or vice versa, right? So sort of an indirect way of detecting. So those are some of the challenges regarding the technology. But I think, you know, moving forward, one of the things we need to do is to figure out just how this emerging technology is going to impact the clinical outcome, right? So there has been only a handful of studies to evaluate how implementing rapid testing improves you know, either patient outcome or reducing cost or something else. So that's kind of overall has been lacking. You know, I think the field has to evaluate that a little bit more. And also the cost as well, because the old paradigm of empirical treatment, right, treat the patient without, you know, without even testing it is inadequate, but it's very cheap, right? I mean, you do not have to spend money for this testing, but now we try to implement this test there, and that's cost lots of money sometimes. So we have to think about how the, how the healthcare system can stop that. And just overall, it's how this new testing can be implemented in the current workflow of our current practice. You know, I think that's one of the things, you know, we need to figure out as well, just because, you know, hospitals, you know, have their own way of doing things. You should use something into their workflow is may or may not be compatible, right? You know, sometimes right. as right. researchers, we do not necessarily 
think things like that. But you know, when you try to bring this to the market, and those hurdles, you know, really become evident. Yeah, you know, I think that's some of the challenges that you know we have to think about. You know, we have to address you know, before this new test can be really kind of fulfill their potential. Hmm. Well, quite a challenge. So tell us about your own research in this area. And how did you come to get involved in microbiology? Is that your background or is that something you kind of have taken to? Yeah, so I actually started working in this area since I was a PhD student. And at the time, I worked on this for a few years. And, you know, I felt this is almost a impossible task of detecting those low concentration bacteria in complex blood, you know, within such a short time, it's just because of that few analytical performance that we have accomplished, you know, all at once, you know, in order to achieve this. But then I always kept this problem in my mind. And until recently, through collaboration with my colleague here, Dr. Enrico Guatan at UC Irvine, who have developed previously a very high throughput particle counting system. So that's kind of our aha moment. You know, we sat down and you know, we talked about it and we came up with this idea of partitioning the sample without any sample process into, we're talking about tens, hundreds of millions of very small droplets. So by partitioning this sample into very small volumes and now we can be able to detect bacteria or their nucleic acid markers, single cell sensitivity. Just because we couple this product counter, we can quantify all this droplet in a very high super manner. And more recently, we also introduced one-step chemistry that allows us to detect bacteria just in blood specimen without any sample processing. So by integrating, you know, these fusing together, and now we can potentially go from sample to results within just one hour. So we can tell the doctors what kind of infection this is and what kind of antibiotics, you know, they, you know, they should give to the patient. So we're extremely excited about this. You know, hopefully we can test this in the clinical trial very soon. I think this is one of the things that has a real potential to make an impact in a society. Wow, it sounds really cool. Well, I want to thank Professor Wei-Yan Zhao for an introduction to a very interesting review about bacterial testing, and people will be able to read more online or in the journal. For SLAS Technology Podcast, I'm David Pector. Mm-hmm.